0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Awaken Your Path to Wellness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Barb Wolger, naturopathic doctor. Now, when we think of the word inflammation, we're probably visualizing something that is red, painful, sore, and swollen. But inflammation has emerged as a key factor in serious diseases such as cardiovascular disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, obesity, diabetes, and many more chronic diseases. So we need to understand what inflammation is, because not all inflammation is bad. Inflammation is our body's first line of defense to any type of injury and or infection. It's a completely normal response. Inflammation signals the immune system to heal and repair the affected damaged tissue. It also defends against foreign invaders such as bacteria and viruses. Now, when this happens normally in our bodies, it is termed acute inflammation. And this is absolutely vital and necessary to our health and well-being. Acute inflammation, as the word suggests, is a short-term process and, as I just mentioned, a response to some type of injury or infection. It often happens within minutes to hours after the event, and it's usually characterized by five signs that we've probably all experienced at one time or another. Those signs are pain, redness, some form of immobility, swelling, and heat. Now, as the body heals and repairs, These signs gradually subside and disappear. Now I'd like to give you a quick example. Say you cut your finger and it starts to bleed. Right away, your immune system sends in its army of soldiers. These are white blood cells, inflammatory cells, and those cells go to the affected area to fight any type of bacteria that might be there and to heal the cut. In the process, you're going to experience some redness, soreness, pain, heat, those kinds of things. Your immune system is fighting the good fight and eventually those white blood cells and inflammatory cells will go back to their places and rest until the next issue arises. This is what we want happening in our bodies. Once the cut is healed, the inflammation subsides. But it's important to understand that our immune system doesn't just wage these wars when we cut ourselves. In fact, whenever our immune system perceives that something is off or something's not right, it's going to call out those white blood cells and inflammatory cells. And if there's no end to the insults, then the immune system rages into overdrive. And once that happens, now those white blood cells and inflammatory cells start to release chemicals that actually damage the tissue instead of healing it. And this is called chronic inflammation, and this leads to all sorts of health issues. So today, I want to talk about chronic inflammation and what you can do about it. Chronic inflammation is also known as persistent low-grade inflammation, or it has also been termed as systemic inflammation. This type of inflammation has long-term effects and whole-body effects, so it can touch multiple different parts. The problem with chronic inflammation is that your body is on high alert all the time. It produces this steady state of low level of inflammation throughout your entire body, usually just under the pain threshold. And that prolonged state of emergency causes lasting damage to your heart, your brain, and your other organs. Chronic inflammation can lead to disease progression. In fact, I believe, and more and more research is supporting this, that chronic low-grade inflammation is at the root cause of most, if not all, chronic diseases today. Now you're probably wondering, what can you do? So just referring back to acute inflammation, you're going to have occasional inflammation from time to time. This could be from minor infections, this could be from injuries, and this is completely normal. That is what is termed acute inflammation. When it comes to chronic inflammation, lifestyle choices play a big part. Many lifestyle factors have been shown to play a part in the progression of chronic inflammation. And that is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to walk you through some things you can do. As well, you'll notice that some of them will overlap, but you'll also see that their importance and why they're so key in reducing inflammation. After all, your best defense against inflammation is to control the factors that you can choose to control. And those are your lifestyle factors. So let's look at what you can do from a lifestyle perspective. You can load up on an anti-inflammatory diet. So sticking to whole unprocessed foods and foods that cut down inflammation. These foods include salmon, broccoli, berries, leafy greens, chia seeds, avocado, walnuts, flax seeds, turmeric, etc. Some of those foods also contain omega 3 essential fatty acids, and these help to break down the inflammatory cycle. We want to aim for meals that are balanced and that include a good quality protein, a healthy fat, and fiber. This will help to stabilize blood sugar levels and reduce inflammation. What we want to avoid when it comes to our diet is sugar. Refined carbohydrates, and processed foods. Processed foods often contain inflammatory seed oils, and these can wreak havoc on our bodies. Inflammatory seed oils include canola oil, corn oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, and vegetable oils. We do not want to be using these oils. Opt for olive oil, coconut oil, or avocado oil. Now, in addition to an anti-inflammatory diet, you can also try some intermittent fasting. This helps to improve blood glucose levels and helps keep insulin low. Furthermore, it helps to reduce inflammation. Intermittent fasting is a type of fasting where we're simply shrinking the eating window. You can try starting off with a 12-hour fast and work your way up to 16 hours. We also want to be managing our stress. When we have prolonged stress, this leads to hyperphysiological levels of cortisol, and this then reduces the effectiveness of cortisol to regulate both our immune system and our inflammatory response. And when cortisol is not allowed to work properly, inflammation gets out of control. So focusing on some stress-reducing techniques such as meditation, getting outside in nature, deep breathing, gratitude journaling, social connection, self-care, these are all going to be really, really important. Exercise is also really key. When we start to move our muscles, our muscle cells release a small protein called interleukin 6, and this plays an important role in fighting inflammation. But in addition to that, when we exercise, we increase another protein called interleukin 15 in our muscle cells, and this helps regulate the accumulation of abdominal fat. We also know that abdominal fat releases inflammatory cytokines, so it is metabolically active and releases inflammatory agents. So we want to aim for 30 minutes of moderate movement every single day. We want to minimize our exposure to toxins. It's really important to read labels and use clean, natural, and non-toxic products. Personal care and cleaning products have some of the highest toxins and are often the most often used products. These toxins create a burden on our body and send it into overdrive. It creates an immune response because it wants to protect you from these toxins look for organic ingredients or at least ingredients that you can pronounce. You can also go to the Environmental Working Group website and they have a Skin Deep Cosmetic database where you can find out if your products are safe. You can also look at products from a cleaning perspective and see where they rate. We want to maintain a healthy weight. This is a double-edged sword when it comes to inflammation. Reducing inflammation is an absolutely mandatory step in losing unwanted pounds. One of the underlying root causes of weight gain or weight loss resistance is inflammation. But if you do nothing, then that extra weight is going to keep contributing to your inflammatory load. Remember what I said, Fat cells are metabolically active. They release inflammatory cytokines. Maintaining a healthy weight includes consuming a healthy diet, exercise, reducing stress, and making sure you get good sleep. Maintaining a healthy weight does not just include exercising and reducing your caloric intake. It's an all-around approach. We need to look at stress, sleep exercise, and our food. We also need to aim for 7 to 8 hours of good quality sleep. I spoke about the importance of sleep and our health in a previous podcast, so I encourage you to listen to that episode if you have not done so. Sleep and inflammation are regulated by the same biorhythms. Our sleep is regulated by circadian rhythms, and when these are out of sync, so is our sleep. Circadian rhythms also regulate our immune system, and with that, also levels of inflammation. A loss of sleep or even just a few short hours during the night can prompt the immune system. We want to look at good sleep hygiene, which includes no electronics one hour before bed, sleeping in a dark, cool room, winding down before bed, and setting a bedtime schedule. This is where you go to bed and get up at the same time each day. These diet and lifestyle factors that I've just mentioned are all very helpful at managing inflammation and improving many other aspects of your health. And remember, you don't need to do everything at once. Bite off a manageable amount and make one change at a time. As I often say, small changes bring powerful results. There's no quick or simple fix for unhealthy inflammation. But as I mentioned, you can take steps to improve the situation. And now is a great time to start. Until next time. Take good care. Thank you so much for listening to the Awaken Your Path to Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you could leave a review. That is how more people will be able to create a healthier and happier life. Please remember that this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It's important to consult your healthcare practitioner regarding treatment options to make sure they are safe and effective for you. Stay healthy and be well.